Welcome to Bible Mysteries. What if there are secrets in the Bible the world doesn't want you to know? You're listening to episode 144, Lying Wonders. Now here are your hosts, Scott and John. to Bible Mysteries Podcast. I'm Scott Mitchell. I'm John Potts, and this is the show that talks about things in the Bible the world doesn't want you to know. We're going to talk about lying wonders today. Okay. Yeah, lying wonders. Have you heard, uh, familiar with that expression from the Bible? I am not. Okay, good. I'm glad, because I bet there's a I'm lot. I'm going to learn something today. There's a lot of people <laughs> that don't know about that. And before we dive in, I just want to give a shout out to our premium subscribers, thanking all of you. Obviously, this podcast is free for you to listen to, but we thank those that actually subscribe for the bonus content. Mm -hmm. And we want to give a shout out this week. The episode is brought to you by our subscribers, Logan G., Russell and Ronnie N., I happen to know those two. Okay. Thomas M., Carissa, I hope I'm saying it right, pronouncing it, Carissa L., and Jason B., all premium subscribers that joined us in January of this year. So we're awesome. finally catching up. Thank you for your support. Amen. We appreciate every one of you that listens. Obviously, some of you may not subscribe, but you share, you like, you, you promote it by telling other people about us. So we appreciate you too. But we do want you all to know that when you subscribe, you help support this ministry. And, and for that effort, we do provide you additional bonus content. So be looking for some good perks that are coming up uh -huh. soon. And also keep in mind that if you've, uh, if you are a subscriber and you haven't connected your account, you're missing out on our newsletter, on our uh, articles that we write, on the videos that we do and other bonus content. So make sure you connect your account. Uh, if you're not sure how to do that, you got an email from Supercast the day you subscribed and it gives you instructions on how to connect your account. So sometimes that goes to people's junk mail or yeah. spam folder so go check back there. And if you can't find it, write us and let us know. We can resend that email to you easily. And yeah. that, you'll have the, the instructions to do that. So we want to make sure you're taking advantage of all the bonus content. <clears throat> or just write us because we want to hear from you. Well, we've been Lots hearing of cool ideas so much there. from people. Yeah. yeah, they send me episode ideas. Uh -huh. uh, and not just our premium subscribers, but all around. We get great kudos, comments. Uh, a few people, you know, are critical about the way your hair looks, John. <laughs> <laughs> I got a bad haircut recently, as you can tell. It's, no, I'm joking. It's all right. Nobody does that. Actually, everybody is very, very complimentary about you, about everything that we do here. We and we we also would like to hear you if you disagree, if you have sure, uh, if you have uh, criticisms to make or whatever. We also get emails sometimes saying I question this or question that, and that's good for us. That we, means people are searching the word, right? Yeah, that's awesome. It's all a good thing. Yeah. So Lying Wonders. Okay. Uh, so, John, each week, it seems, we have more news coming out about credible or high-ranking government officials revealing that there are, mm -hmm. in fact, UFOs, uh, even bodies from crash sites, possibly, uh, that the government has denied for decades. Yeah. So... It's kind of just out in the open now, right? I, I, I mean, they've just pretty much the said, okay, they're the here. Yeah. Right? <laughs> 
And, and of course, you, our friend L.A. Marzulli has done uh, quite a number of videos about this. Mm -hmm. And even recently, Crop Circles, he's done some episodes. Yeah. And Crop Circles are revealing uh, advanced mathematic equations uh, and coded messages of some sort of advanced technology. When you, when you study those, you start mm -hmm. to see there's something going on there. And while there are some hoaxes out there, there's some that can't be explained. Yeah. So while I have no way to prove whether these things are true, at least not yet, yeah. you know, the, there's, there's what seems to be credible evidence, but it's not definitive. Okay. You know, it's not absolute yet. Yet these revelations do sort of beg the question, why now? Why all of a sudden are they starting to admit? Or, and, and why is there such a preponderance of sudden appearances sightings, crop circles. Yeah, so they're either they're setting us up for something, yeah. right? Or they can no longer cover, it. cover it up, yeah. right? Because it's just, I mean, just recently in the news this past week, what was it that somebody had a craft crash in their backyard and it was all over the news, right? The one in Las Vegas. Yeah, yeah. exactly. The one in Las <laughs> Vegas. And it was all over the news and then all of a sudden it just went away. It was like, oh, now the next story is... Of course, there's always something about Hunter Biden, right? Yeah. And then they're like, oh, no, and a, 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 a submarine exploded and things like that. It's just like on to the next thing. It's yeah. Like, oh, isn't this like the biggest news story ever, a UFO crash in someone's backyard? Well, even but, even the, the mm -hmm. disclosure type uh, news segments that we've seen on things like Tucker Carlson, yeah. Waters World, uh, and, and other just news snippets, even from you know, local outlets and things like that, it comes on the scene, and to you and I, it's like, what? This yeah. is huge. And it's just, move on to the next story. You know, Crazy. It's, it's like there's no proper attention giving to it. So why, after years of discrediting yeah. those who report it and denial from the military and secrecy, is the cat of disclosure being let out of the bag? Could this be the fulfillment of prophecy hmm. regarding signs and wonders in heaven and earth? Okay. I'm starting to see a connection, and I'm going to see, we're going to look today in the scriptures and see if there is one. So first we're going to start in 2 Thessalonians chapter 2. In 2 Thessalonians chapter 2, the Apostle Paul is writing to the church about the coming deception. Okay. And here's the term he uses in chapter 2, verse 1. Now we beseech you, brethren, by the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ and by our gathering together unto him. And by the way, right there, verse 1 uh, gathering together unto him, for me, implies the rapture. Okay. I was just Not about to ask you the that. second coming. So, yeah. When yeah. he comes with his, with all of us and his saints and his armies of angels. Mm -hmm. But but I think it's our gathering together to him is that he's, he's beseeching, which means to beg. He says, I'm begging you by the fact that we're going to be gathered together that you're not going through the wrath. Okay. Verse 2, that you be not soon shaken in mind or be troubled neither by spirit, nor by word, nor by letter, as from us, as that the day of Christ is at hand. So the day of Christ is tribulation. That's when the okay. wrath falls, and that's when he returns with his army to, to seek vengeance. Okay, So he's saying, I'm begging you to understand by our gathering together that you don't be deceived that you're going to be in the day of Christ. Okay. Verse 3, let no man deceive you by any means, for that day, the day of Christ, shall not come except there come a falling away first, and that man of sin be revealed, the son of perdition. And that's a reference to the Antichrist. He's so also the, called the son so of So let perdition. me stop you right there. So the day or the day of Christ, which would be the beginning of the tribulation period, correct? I believe so. Okay. Cannot start until the Antichrist is revealed. 
No, he's saying the day won't come except there's a falling away first and the man of sin be revealed. So if we look at the tribulation period of seven years, yeah, all right, the first three and a half years is not necessarily the bowls of wrath that are being yeah, poured out in yeah. Revelation. The last three and a half years, I believe, are when they really come. So you could say okay. the day of Christ begins with the wrath falling and then his triumphant return. Yeah. So I could say, barring other possibilities, which are certainly capable of being, uh, that the day of wrath begins in the middle of tribulation. That the first yeah. three and a half yeah. years are that like preparation sense. for it. There, there's got to be a temple rebuilt. 144,000 are going to be sealed. Well, the, uh, the rapture will happen. So all of a sudden there's this worldwide event where all of these people just disappear, disappear. right? Yeah. So at that point, then there's the Antichrist is revealed, but it doesn't mean that the the wrath of God is occurring yet, because for three and a half years, they're going to be explaining, oh, what happened to these people? And this guy is going to be all of a sudden on the scene yeah. as a new world leader who's going to like, oh, we got this under control or whatever their story Something is. Something right? like yeah. that. Yeah. And three and a half years down the road, then it's really going to go bad. Well, Am the, I correct there? You are. Okay. And the key to really getting down to it, and, it, and scholars disagree about this, so there's not consensus, but it's the term falling away. Some think yeah. that is referring to the rapture, uh, okay. you know, but I don't think it's that. I still believe in a pre-tribulation rapture. Okay, absolutely. Yeah. Okay. But the falling away to me is defined in the book of Hebrews where if uh, if they fall away, it's impossible to renew them again. I think it's taking the mark. Okay. So the falling away is going to be a massive influx of people leaving the church, tares hmm. among the wheat. Okay. Uh, they're not. They haven't been raptured out because that's already happened. Yeah. These are those that maybe receive the teaching of the hundred and forty-four thousand, believe the signs and miracles done by the two witnesses. Whatever. Yeah. Whatever happens that causes them to believe, and then when the false Messiah, the son of perdition, appears and declares himself to be God, they're going to fall for it and leave. Hmm. They're going to go out from us, as John said. They went out of it from us, but they were not of us. That's the falling away. I believe it's that specific event. Wow. Yeah. So to me, the falling away is going to reveal him for who he is. But for the first three and a half years of tribulation, we may not know that's who but he is. But the falling away is people taking the mark. Is I think what so. you're saying. So it's like believers. Here's the story. All those people that disappeared were actually taken up into the mothership where they're being reprogrammed. Or Could be the story. Because they yeah. don't understand, like the rest of you who are still here on earth, whatever, our philosophy yeah. or whatever. And everybody needs to take this mark, which is the new higher technology where we're going to take you to human yeah. 2.0 or something like that. Well, you're you're tying into everything that I think is actually going to happen. Yeah. I, I really think your scenario is very plausible. Okay. And, and in fact, I think what we're going to try to do today, since we're Bible mysteries, you know, we can mm -hmm. talk about any idea you want to, but does the Bible give evidence yeah. for it? I think we're going to see there's something to that. So wow. let's, we're going to measure. I think your, your idea is a good hypothesis. I'll, I'll stop asking questions. We're only, <laughs> no. we're only three verses into the whole podcast, and I've asked like 15 questions. All right, I'll stop. Well, but you're laying the groundwork. <laughs> yeah. You're laying a stage for it. So now we've seen him named. He's revealed the son of perdition, verse 4. Who opposeth and exalteth himself above all that is called God, or that is worshipped, so that he, as God, sitteth in the temple of God, showing himself that he is God. Remember you not that when I was with you, uh, when I was yet with you, I told you these things. So he's reminding them. Mm -hmm. I, when I was there with you in Thessalonica, I told you this. Yeah. And so this guy, the son of perdition, is going to claim to be God. That is tied to the falling away. So I believe it's the setting up of the image in the middle of the week. 
He declares himself to be God. He blasphemes the God of heaven, and men fall for it. They take his mark. And believers <laughs> that were getting saved through the ministry of the 144,000, because the rapture's already taken place, yeah. are gonna. some of them are going to fall away, and they would be tares among the wheat. Okay. They look like believers, but they're not. So we know that when he comes, we learn this. Verse 6, And now you know what withholdeth, that he might be revealed in his time. It's us. We are withholding him. For the mystery of iniquity doth already work. Only he who now letteth will let until he be taken out of the way. I believe he's talking about the church taken out of the way. The current church. That's the believers being raptured out. Yeah, the current church, the body of Christ that's going to be taken out of the way, frankly, because we stopped doing our job, Mm because we're seeing evidence of that. When we talk about the inmates running the asylum, Mm -hmm. the reason why that's proliferating is because the church has stopped doing its job. Yeah. We are going to be the branches broken off again, just like Israel was. Which is what you refer to as the church that um, becomes complacent. What's the one in Revelation? Laodicea. Laodicea, yes. Exactly right. Okay. Now, verse 8. And when we're gone, take another way, verse 8. And then shall that wicked be revealed. Capital W as a a noun, as a a proper noun. Uh, Whom the Lord shall consume with the spirit of his mouth and shall destroy with the brightness of his coming. So that we already know the end. He's going to be destroyed by the Lord. But watch verse 9. Even him whose coming is after the working of Satan with all power and signs and lying wonders. There's the term for Hmm. the title today. This man, the man of sin, the wicked one, is going to be powered by Satan to perform signs and lying wonders, verse 10, and with all deceivableness of unrighteousness in them that perish. Because they received not the love of the truth that they might be saved. In other words, they rejected the gospel. And Mm -hmm. there's a point at which God's going to say, then you have no more hope. To me, that point is taking the mark. Because if it alters your DNA, you're no longer human and you're not going to be able to be redeemed. Verse 11, and for this cause, because they wouldn't receive the love of the truth, God shall send them strong delusion that they should believe a lie that they all might be damned who believe not the truth but had pleasure in unrighteousness. So it's God sending the strong delusion, and he's going to send it upon those that scoff at the truth and love not the truth to be saved. So it seems to me that if God is going to send the strong delusion, then it's part of that is him allowing the man of sin to be powered by Satan to perform lying wonders. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But otherwise he would stop it. Yeah. So what are these lying wonders? And could that be tying it right back into what you were saying about the scenario? of we, the rapture happens, the mothership took us because we need to be reprogrammed. Yeah. I love that term you use. <laughs> and then uh, and then the rest of you, you're ready for the next phase of human 2.0. Yeah. And what would be the convincing factor for that? Not just the disappearance of the, the church in the rapture. Yeah. Because that could be few in number by the time it happens. Yeah. You know, it, it may be that they hardly notice we're gone. You know, true. However, if we go to Joel chapter two, we get some insight into this. So Joel two is one of the they call it the minor prophets. Uh, if you go to Matthew, turn left, and eventually you'll hit Joel pretty quickly. It's uh, right after um, Hosea, which is right. Pretty after short book too. It's a very short book, and yet it is it is filled with salient verses. Uh, we're going to read in chapter two. We're going to start reading in verse twenty eight. It says, and it shall come to pass afterward, and I've done a a thing about this recently in Unlock the Bible Now, 
when Peter cites this verse in Acts 2, and we're going to look at it in a moment, we get okay. a time frame for afterwards. So we'll come back to that. It shall come. Well, in other words, we need to know when afterwards is. Okay. In order for us to understand when this will be. We're going to get some meaning for that in a moment when we see what Peter does with this verse okay. in Acts. It shall come to pass afterward that I will pour out my spirit upon all flesh, and your sons and your daughters shall prophesy, and your old men shall dream dreams, your young men shall see visions, and also upon the servants and upon the handmaids in those days will I pour out my spirit. Now here's the verse I want, verse 30. And I will show wonders in the heavens... And in the earth, blood and fire, and pillars of smoke. The sun shall be turned into darkness, and the moon into blood, before the great and terrible day of the Lord come. And it shall come to pass that whosoever shall call on the name of the Lord shall be delivered. And I'll stop there because uh, the context I want to focus on is these wonders in the heaven. Mm-hmm. All right, so we talk about lying wonders. Well, why couldn't the lying wonders, if they're going to be in the heavens and in the earth, be UFO sightings and crop circles yeah. that are going to become more obvious, more apparent, and no more disclosure type things, no more secrecy, but they're obvious. And so they're you're evident. saying there's a there you're tying that to the frequency of of how we're seeing so much more activity now. It's almost like they're normalizing it, right? Like it's, yeah. hey, every week now we're going to start seeing stuff about a UFO here or. You know, whatever. Is yeah. that what you're tying it into? I am. I'm yeah. tying it into several things, and that's one of them. One of them is the idea that it, we're going to have to come back to this thing about afterwards to get a time frame in just a moment. Okay. But notice hmm. that in addition to the wonders in heavens and of the earth, he calls it blood and fire and pillars of smoke. Sun turned to darkness, moon into blood, which seems to imply some kind of war or yeah. other devastation. Yeah, I was just thinking that when you well when you read the pillars of smoke and I was thinking what is that and then it's like almost like when they show like a city that's being bombed and it's yeah. all these fires and these yeah. smoke going up everywhere. Also, what about uh the sun turned into darkness in April of 2024 we're supposed to have a full eclipse of the sun? Well, and here's it the thing. travels across Texas too. When we talk about things like that, we, we and so let's refer to them to separate them from signs and wonders in the heavens. Okay. Let's refer to them as astronomical events. Okay. Even though they equate to the same thing, I want to make a distinction. Okay. Because an astronomical event like a lunar or solar eclipse are common. Okay. They happen all the time. Yeah, yeah. Uh, sometimes people want to see when the moon turns red, a blood moon or a yeah. harvest moon, whatever, yeah. and they say that's the fulfillment of that. And they think, oh, it's the time, it's the time. No, blood moons happen all the time. Yeah. He didn't say the moon would become a red, reddish hue. He said the moon should be turned into blood. That's hmm. different than a reddish colored moon. Turned okay. into blood. Like when the rivers in Egypt turned to blood, did they turn red? Did somebody pour red dye in there? Or did they turn to blood? Yeah. You know, turned I, to blood. And everything in the water died. Yeah. So I'm saying there's something else going on here. Hmm. Okay. And I think the clue to understanding what these wonders <laughs> might be is in the word afterward. Okay. So let's look at that. What is when is afterward? Well, let's go to Acts two, uh, and while you're turning there, I'm going to just read the Hebrew word there for afterward is the word akar, and I may or may not be pronouncing that, but it's translated as after the following part, or, or rather, these are the definitions in a strong okay. concordance: behind, uh, uh, in place, or uh, the hinder part, 
Mm-hmm. Like you could say the after part of a ship, the afterwards of a ship would be, you know, you got the fore and the aft. Yeah. That's why the rear of a ship is called an aft. Yeah. For those that sail or know something about boats. Uh, afterwards of time, behind of place, behind, uh, uh, besides, and all that. It all points to something in the end. So this is, in the this is referring to post-rapture then, right? After no, we're just talking rapture. about afterward in general. No okay. specific okay. time is given yet. Okay. Okay. So now let's go to Acts 2, verse 16, where Peter is citing Joel chapter 2. He literally quotes the verse. Verse 16, but this is that which was spoken by the prophet Joel. So now we got the context. And it shall come to pass in the last days. Hmm saith God, I will pour out of my spirit upon all flesh, and your sons and your daughters shall prophesy, and your young men shall see visions, and your old men shall dream dreams. And on my servants and on my handmaidens I will pour out in those days of my spirit, and they shall prophesy. And I will show wonders in heaven above, and signs in the earth beneath. And he doesn't mean under the earth, he means below heaven, the surface mm-hmm. of the earth. Okay. Blood and fire and vapor of smoke. The sun shall be turned into darkness and the moon into blood before that great and notable day of the Lord come. And it shall come to pass that whosoever shall call on the name of the Lord shall be saved. So the exact same verse we Mm. read in Joel. But instead of saying the word afterward or akar, he says in the last days. Which means that the last days is afterwards. We're in the last days now. Yeah. So these things could beginning be could be happening and growing leading up to the beginning of tribulation. Okay. Yeah. I contend that the last days are happening right now and I also believe that when Jesus Christ ascended up to the Father and he took the book out of the hand of the one on the throne mm-hmm. and began to loose the seals and we saw a behold a white horse, a red horse, a black horse, mm-hmm. you know, whatever. Yeah. That as Ryan talked about, Ryan Peterson in our summit uh, debriefing 2023, mm-hmm. he revealed that those seals began to be released or opened the moment Jesus Christ ascended up. Okay, and he matches that to Matthew 24, the beginning of sorrows. Mm-hmm. And I've been teaching on this on Unlock the Bible now too because I agree with Ryan about this. So we've been in the beginning of sorrows for 2,000 years. Yeah, the end of the beginning of sorrows would be the beginning of the last days. Mm-hmm. Does that make yeah, sense? Yeah. I, if, if I need to repeat that for those that might be listening, the end of the beginning of sorrows would be the last days of the beginning of sorrows. Okay. And then the last days will morph into the days of tribulation. Okay. Right? Yeah. So couldn't it be that if signs and wonders are going to be in the tribulation, that they're going to begin to appear in the last days? Mm-hmm. That's what Peter just said here. Okay. He literally said, and it shall come to pass in the last days, I'll pour my spirit. I think that has something to do, like we've talked about knowledge increasing and people of God coming to better understanding of the word of God and what prophetically might be going on, mm-hmm. right? Uh, dreams and visions. We had Vicki Joy Anderson on recently yeah. talking about some of that, both satanic attacks, uh, sleep paralysis attacks, yeah. uh, which happen when we're sleeping. Or even maybe people are getting some dreams, which is not to say he's adding to his word, because God's word is fulfilled. Yeah. It's it's complete. But could he be giving us understanding of his word through dreams and visions? Hmm. Which ties back to knowledge increasing. Yes. Yeah. Exactly. Okay. So all to point to maybe we're in the last days and connected to showing wonders in heaven above and signs in the earth. 
Well, what is a wonder in heaven above but a UFO appearance? Sure. I mean, from our perspective, that's not an astronomical event. That's not an eclipse. That's crazy. Mm-hmm. That's insane. That, that's something yeah. that, that needs explanation. Crop circles, if they're not a hoax, what is this? What are they trying to tell us? It's a sign, mm-hmm. right? So look at that word last days in Greek, and we get the word, the Greek word eschatos. We, we get our word eschatology from that. Okay. If you ever heard of yeah. eschatology, it means the study of the last days or the study of prophecy. Okay. okay. That has yet to be fulfilled. It's literally uh, defined as last in time or in place of the last day of this present age. So Hmm. we're in that time, I believe. Uh, It's describing the very times that we live in now. Mm -hmm. And I think without even using a Greek Strong's Concordance definition, we can take the word eschatos and we can look how it's used in other verses and see a definition of the last days. Okay. Second Timothy chapter 3. And 2 Timothy 3, Paul uses the same word eschatos in verse 1. 2 Timothy 3, 1. This know also that in the last days perilous times shall come. I don't think anybody would argue that we're not in perilous times. Absolutely. Right now. You and I were talking right before we started recording today that it's, it's insane right now. You know, people are... What did you say? There was some transgender group protesting in New York. Well, saying, New York, in New York, there it was a bunch of people just marching down the street, and I'm not going to repeat what they said, but they said essentially, "We're coming for your children." Come for your children, yeah. And it's just like it blows me away how shocking that is, and it's become normal all of a sudden. Yeah, it, it's uh, everything where the scripture talks about woe unto them that call good evil and evil good. Mm-hmm. Uh, day is up, uh, day is night, up is down. All that's happening right now, but matching the, the the spirit of Antichrist seeking to change laws. Yeah. Well, I'm talking about laws of nature, mm-hmm. you know, laws yeah. of nature. So when we are talking about a, a group that are defying the laws of nature saying, we're coming for your children, if that's not going to incite violence, I don't know anything that will. You you show me a mother that won't die to protect her children unless she's the demon it's possessed. Just, it's just more dividing people. You know, either you're on that side or this side. Which yeah. side's right? Which side's wrong? You yeah. know, and, um, that's just one example of it. Yes. How they're dividing people. Which yeah. is why I contend that the church Christians need to stop seeking a political solution to this. Quit thinking if I vote for this candidate, we're going to turn the country around. Yeah, it's not going to happen. And if anything did happen that was positive, it's Satan giving you a little bit of of a trick. Like, oh, I voted Mm -hmm. this guy. We got him into office. Now the economy's better on track. I can go back to being comfortable. Yeah. Well, when did serving Christ ever bring you the promise of comfort? Hmm. That's the prosperity gospel lie. Yeah. By the way, John, you know when the Bible says, you shall be witnesses unto me, unto all nations. Jesus spoke. Okay. Okay. That word witnesses in Greek is the word martus. Martyrs? Yes. Okay. The word martyr comes from martus. Okay. We were never called to be comfortable. We were called to suffer persecution. 
That's a sobering thought. So do you, let me throw this out there because we obviously are in some crazy times with the mm-hmm. current administration that's running our country, right? Like the current demonic administration. It, yeah. Well, look, actually, every and, and people are starting because they see this craziness on the news every day, and they go, "It, it just can't get any worse." And then the next day, you wake up and you watch the news, and you're like, "No, it got worse, right?" And yeah. you're like, "Okay, now it can't get any worse." <laughs> no, I feel and then you, the next day, you watch the news, and you're like, "Okay, now it got worse again." So my point is, people are all of a sudden, maybe, and by people I mean Christians, are going, you know what? Enough is yeah. enough. You can't come for our children, like you said, things like that. So it's like Satan's going to throw you a bone and say, hey, let's let's give them, like, let's tap the brakes here on on all the bad mojo that's going on, so that as Christians we all go, oh, whew. yeah, we voted into office the the savior of the country, right? That's going to happen in November of 2024, right? So yeah. we're going to save the nation, and then we all go back to being complacent again. That's exactly what okay. a friend of mine said one time years ago. A brother in Christ told me, Satan will give you a victory to make you comfortable. Yeah. You'll start thinking, oh, good, we're on the right track. We're going to turn this country around. The Bible does not say that America is going to get turned around. Yeah. We're not in a revival. This is not about revival. This is about the last days. Yeah. This is about getting the remnant saved before the wrath falls. So I was going to mention that. So it's not about focus on let's fix this political system yeah. because this political system is not going to get fixed. You better go spend your time being a martyr for Christ, which is Amen. what you just mentioned, right? Sacrificing in every way. Yeah. Suffering. Paul said, all that live godly in Christ Jesus shall suffer persecution. If you're saved and you're not suffering in some way, it makes me question, am I serving the Lord? Mm-hmm. I'm not telling you what you're doing is wrong because I don't know you. Yeah. you know, I don't know what you're doing. But if you're comfortable and your sufferings are, you know, they spill, I spilled my latte coming out of Starbucks. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I, <laughs> I have no sympathy for that. You know? <laughs> but, and if your suffering is, oh, the wrong party got in power. Uh, I, I voted for the other party. You're, the suffering is going to come, and it's happening right now. It's not a matter of a right or wrong party. Satan controls all of it. Yeah. So he's yeah. erasing the barriers that were preventing the persecution in the West, and it's coming. It's coming. It's already mm-hmm. in other countries. They're being put to death in Korea. You can't even have a Bible. Yeah. You know, yeah. Uh, never mind the Middle East. Never mind other countries like China, whatever, yeah. where there's persecution. It's coming to the West. Yeah. Everything you're seeing, all the political insanity is designed to mask the real agenda, which is the, the ostracization of Christianity. Yeah. If you just stand up for your beliefs right now, you're going to get ostracized. People are getting arrested in the streets because yeah. they're going to some rally and they're trying to speak to people there. Yeah. And you see them, the, you know, the police, and I stand behind the police. I'm, I'm not trying to say that. But yeah. then people are... They're being arrested for right. being Christians. That's just step one of a lot of steps. It's going to get really bad. It's going to it's going to increase exponentially, and that's all to the key of the word perilous, where we're reading here. Perilous times mm-hmm. shall come, and he goes on to describe it. For men shall be lovers of their own selves, covetous, boasters, proud, blasphemers, disobedient to parents, unthankful, unholy, without natural affection. We're seeing all of this play yeah. out. Yeah. All this every day by day. Uh, we don't even have to read the rest of it. Let's look at the Greek word perilous. It's Kalepos, if I'm saying it right, Kalepos. And it has to do with fierce and savage. It's not just danger because you didn't look both ways crossing the street. You know, mm-hmm. I'm watching people drive more recklessly than ever before. Road rage is a thing. 
you know, yeah. it's almost insanity what people are doing the way they drive. Uh, I'm seeing the the rioting and the looting and the stuff that's happening in in certain mm-hmm. cities, yeah. uh, mostly cities that are more um, left leaning. Yeah. Uh, politically speaking, but it doesn't matter. I don't think the right's any better because they've allowed it to happen. You know, what does the right do whenever the left gets away with a crime? They write a sternly worded letter. Yeah, we're mad. Yeah, yeah. we're angry with this. <laughs> they do absolutely nothing. You know why? Because they're part of the same coin. I'm going to do an episode about the Demogorgons and the Reptilians. Okay. Which is truly who the Democrats and the Republicans are. Hmm. They are all evil. They're all satanic. And if you think your candidate is a good Christian person, if they were, they wouldn't be running. Yeah. I'm going to tell you that right now because that's not what God called us to do. I don't care what you think your calling is. You know, if we just get good Christian men and women elected to office, no, that's not what we're called to do. We're called to be martyrs. Yeah. We're called to suffer. We're called to die for the cause of Christ. Okay. So the same Greek word used for Paul describing the very times in which we live now, uh, kalepos, is perilous. It's interesting that the same word perilous is used only one other time in the New Testament, and it, it, it describing two exceedingly fierce demon-possessed men. Hmm. Okay. Yeah. In, in other words, it's the two that Jesus encountered that were coming out of the tombs. Okay. So yeah. they were exceeding fierce, possessed with devils. The perilous times means demonic times. Yeah. People so fierce and evil that they're controlled by demons, which is what's happening in the world today. Yeah, you see it. You see it. Go to 2 Peter chapter 3. So if we can agree that we're living in perilous times, and we're going to see that even more so in chapter 3 here, then I think we can begin to explore the idea of these signs and wonders and what's happening. It's chapter 3, verse 3. Knowing this first, Peter writes, that there shall come in the last days scoffers, walking after their own lusts and saying, where is the promise of his coming? For since the fathers fell asleep, all things continue as they were from the beginning of the creation. So scoffers walking after their own lusts. We, this is the afterward of the last days. We're seeing that. People yeah. reject the very idea that God exists. All that's going to change shortly. Pretty soon, the world that denies there's a God is going to believe there's a God and that he's the enemy. And that the true God is the dragon. Okay. It's all going to switch over. Uh, I think uh, our our friend Timothy Alberino writes about that in Birthright. And incidentally, we're going to have him on again in July. We are. July. Yeah. Yeah, coming up soon. So so it doesn't mean that evil men will not grow worse or more dangerous or more skeptical about the Lord returning. But... It, it helps us give a time frame in which to expect wonders in the heaven and the earth. It could be now. If we're in the last days, then these wonders would begin to show now. The spirit being poured out would begin to be poured out now. Mm-hmm. Visions and dreams, they're going to get, they're going to increase. They're going to become more, right? right. Yeah. But we're, we're seeing the beginning of it. So where, what will it lead up to? What will it become? When will it come to fruition? Right. Yeah. Look right. at Revelation 13. <clears throat> to me, everything, and you know, there's several people, but before I even heard of men like Ryan Pittison, L.A. Marzulli, Timothy Alberino, and Karen Wilkinson, others that have some subject matter expertise on this, uh, yeah. Prophecy Watchers, Gary Stearman, yeah. all yeah. of these that have been talking about that, I'd never heard of any of these people. And I was beginning to put the pieces together through studying. Something's going on with aliens. Some, there's some connection here. Yeah. You know, then 
when I began to explore that, I started learning of these other individuals. Yeah. And go, okay, I'm not crazy. I'm not <laughs> the only one that thinks like this, you know. Um, chapter 13, notice verse 11. And I beheld another beast coming up out of the earth, and he had two horns like a lamb, and he spake as a dragon. This beast is referring to the false prophet. Okay. And he exerciseth all the power of the first beast before him. The first beast is the Antichrist. So the Antichrist is already on the scene. Yeah. And then the false prophet comes afterward to support the Antichrist. Right. And, okay. and remember, last week when we talked about AI, we discussed this Yuval Noah Harari guy. Yeah, yeah. He almost fits the profile of the false prophet. Uh-huh. I'm not saying he is, but he could be. You know, his proclaiming uh, human 2.0 and yeah. whatever, he, he may just very well be the guy that takes the first whatever artificial biometric nanite nanobot injection if he hasn't already if he hasn't <laughs> he's know. the one that says human beings can be hacked yeah that's what a direct quote of that guy and that many of us are useless eaters uh yeah yeah so i it would make sense that he could be if he's not a the the false prophet himself he could be the prototype yeah you know yeah um Verse 12, he exercises all the power of the first beast before him and causeth the earth and them which dwell therein to worship the first beast whose deadly wound was healed. So he's going to lead the worship of the Antichrist. And he doeth great wonders. What kind of wonders? So that he maketh fire come down from heaven on the earth in the sight of men. Well, that sounds like advanced technology, doesn't it? Sounds like a, yeah. a laser beam, a, a weapon of mass destruction. I'm kind of fixated on that, whose deadly wound was healed. Yeah. And then how this guy, Harari, keeps speaking about how we can achieve everlasting life or yeah. eternal life because they're saying that AI, if your body dies, they can just save your consciousness yeah. in the cloud, right? And then they get you a new body, and they just download your consciousness so you, then you're alive again. And I'm, yeah. I'm going... Is that what happens to the Antichrist? He gets killed, and then they have his brain saved, and then they put it in another body? Well, he goes on to know. say... I'm, I'm highly speculating here, but... He goes on to say he sets up an image of the beast. Yeah. So that could be an artificial body. Yeah. It could be. Um, notice verse 14. And deceiveth them that dwell on the earth by the means of those miracles, which he had the power to do in the sight of the beast. So they're going to be viewed as miracles. Hi, if you're enjoying this podcast, please consider being a full-time subscriber. We are going to use these funds to expand the message and get the word out about what's in the Bible that the world doesn't want you to know about. That's right, John. We appreciate you listening, but we'd love it if you'd subscribe. That way we can reach more people with the time we have left. So enjoy the rest of the podcast, but think about subscribing if the Lord puts it on your heart. To subscribe, just go to BibleMysteries.Supercast.com. Thanks. By the world. Saying to them that dwell on the earth that they should make an image of the beast, which had the wound by a sword and did live. And he had power to give life unto the image of the beast, that the image of the beast should both speak and cause that as many as would not worship the image of the beast should be killed. So here's the coming persecution. Yeah. You know, which is actually happening now, but it's coming to this fruition point. And when you talk about the satanic, uh, the deadly wound that was healed, that's the Antichrist is going to be wounded. And I think he's going to die and rise again three days later to give himself the uh, the street cred, so to speak. He's the Messiah. To claim he's the to true, be the Messiah. He's the true Messiah. To claim to be Christ, yeah. which is exactly what he's going to do. So this other mm-hmm. satanic person, the false prophet, also has power to show signs and wonders in heaven. If, if it's going to fire coming down from heaven, that's a sign in the heaven. Uh, it indicates the same kind of wonders God prophesied to us through Joel. 
wonders mm-hmm. in the heaven above, you know. He's going to show signs and wonders. I think it's going to be through the operation of these deceiving individuals, the mm. Antichrist and the false prophet. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> because God, I mean, he gives us the signs and the seasons and the astronomical events. Yeah. That's why I say that this is something different. Yeah. This is something infinitely worse. Because, like you said, there's been solar eclipses going on for yeah. thousands of years, yeah. if not millions, right? They're just always happening. Right. I believe these two characters, the beast and the false prophet, yeah. are going to be the ones used by God to send the strong delusion. And, hmm. and if their powers are going to come from the dragon, which is Satan, yeah. just what are these powers? You know, hmm. we already seen one. One has a power to bring fire down from heaven on the earth in the sight of men. Yeah. I mean, is that just like, is he talking about he's going to do like a magician and have flame on the tip of his finger? I mean, guys do that on TV all the time. It sounds more like it's some kind of a weapon that's being shot to <laughs> Earth. Maybe you got some bad guys starting a war like we have all over the news right now, and yeah. then this thing comes in and says, I'll put an end to this war. <laughs> Boom. Well, I think you're I dead know. on, John. And the, I think the key word is weapon, and here's where I think the Bible supports man, I'm on that. Point you today, are, guys. man. You are just like, <laughs> you're doing great. Verse 1 of the same chapter in Revelation. Now we okay. go back to the first beast. Let's see him appear. And I stood upon the sand of the sea and saw a beast rise up out of the sea, having seven heads and ten horns, and upon his horns ten crowns, and upon his heads the name of blasphemy. Now, John, I should point out that we are going to record an episode coming up soon called The the False Messiah, The Coming False Messiah. We're going to go into a lot more detail about this guy. So we're going to save that, you know, getting into details for that episode. So for now, I just believe this is the Antichrist right here, The False Messiah. And he comes up out of the sea. Verse 2. The beast which I saw was like unto a leopard, and his feet were as the feet of a bear. His mouth is the mouth of a lion. And the dragon gave him his power and his seat and great authority. The animals there are composite of the kingdoms in the past. Babylon, Persia, Greece, Rome. Okay. Okay. The dragon is Satan. Gives him his power. And great authority. So what is this power? The source of his power is the dragon. The power uh, is to perform miracles, to show signs. And he has great authority. What does authority mean? So he's a leader, right? He's a leader, he's a, leader, he's a king. And, and the reference of having seven heads and ten horns, those are kingdoms? Or yes. Those are other world leaders that are subservient to this guy? All the above. It's a composite of his past history of the kingdoms of the world okay. from Nebuchadnezzar forward. And it's also, uh, I, it, I think it may also have something to do with... Um, uh, the picture of the dragon is a picture of the serpent, Satan. Mm-hmm. And yeah. maybe the seven heads has to do with, you know, if he was the anointed cherub that rebelled, maybe there were six other dragon princes that were a part of him to make the seven heads. Wow, okay. You know, maybe there's other names we don't know. It could be like some of those in the book of Enoch. I'm not sure. Yeah? Yeah. Huh. I don't know. Okay. That, no, the ones in Enoch were certainly the ones that took wives of, of the daughters of men, so it may not be that it qualifies for them. But there's something there. Now, when we talk about the the wound, verse 3, I saw one of his heads as it were wounded to death, and his deadly wound was healed, which I think is going to be that seventh head, uh, the Antichrist. And all the world wondered after the beast. So we're going to see a resurrection from the dead of this guy. He's going to be killed with a wound of the head, Mm -hmm. and he's going to resurrect from the dead to claim, I'm Messiah. Verse 4, And they worshiped the dragon which gave power unto the beast, and they worshiped the beast. Now, remember you brought up weapons? Mm-hmm. saying, yeah. who is like unto the beast and who is able to make war with him? Yeah. When we talk about uh, the false messiah, we're going to see that at some point men are going to know God is coming to pour his wrath on them. And I think this guy is going to say, I'll defend you. 
Whoa, okay, so they flipped the script. Now God's the bad guy? And I'm the good guy. All this yeah. time you've been lied to. Yeah. Lucifer is the true Savior God. Or is, or is the script, hey, there actually is no God, mm -hmm. but it's an alien race coming to take over the world or take over Earth or destroy us, and I'm here to save us. That, that, that may be part of the deception in the script, but at some point it says that the men of Earth say, hide us from the face of him mm -hmm. who is coming. So they know, I think they know it's the Lord. Yeah, but they but they're going to think of him as the bad guy. Wow! Like like two warring factions of gods, you know. Yeah, yeah. So when we read that first part for context, we see the dragon giving the power to the beast, which seems to include advanced technology or weaponry. Mm -hmm. I think so much that no nation could make war with him. But also, I think it's going to be his justification to say, "I have the take the war making capability to protect you from." Yahweh. Yeah. From the God of creation. And by the way, I just died and I rose on the third day. Yeah. But I am the true Messiah and I'm going to save you from... Right. Wow. So let's explore fallen angel technology and let's see if maybe this is what's going to be the lying signs and wonders. Okay. Advanced technology. Hmm. We'll go to the book of Isaiah chapter 14, a passage that should be very familiar to many of us. It's the only passage in the Bible where the word Lucifer can be found, and only in a King James Bible, by the way, hmm, okay. I believe. Verse 12, Isaiah 14, 12. How art thou fallen from heaven, O Lucifer, son of the morning? How art thou cut down to the ground which didst weaken the nations? For thou hast said in thine heart, I will ascend into heaven. I will exalt my throne above the stars of God. How could he do this without technology? Yeah. How's he going to usurp the throne of God without some capability to war. Is it just angels clashing with swords and shields? No. I mean, no. I realize they're mightier than men, but I, you know, we, we seem to think of angels and miracles and even things that Christ did to heal and to, you know, uh, loaves in the fishes, calm the sea. Yeah. And we almost look at that like it's magic. Yeah. Like magical powers. Well, God, magic is is satanic in the Bible. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So we can't assign magic to Jesus Christ. So we use the word supernatural. But wait a minute. God created the universe. Mm -hmm. So he created the laws of physics. Yeah. The angels operate under the same laws. They may be in a spiritual dimension or another realm, but it's the same laws that govern all the universe. Hmm. Okay. Now, to me, I would say they have technology to defy the laws of gravity to yeah. allow them to go through portals from one dimension to another. Yeah. I, I would say it's not magic because technology, any, any sufficiently advanced technology and yeah. technology appears as magic to those that are more primitive. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So I would argue that God and the angels have advanced technology and they've been battling using those tools. Mm -hmm. And at some point the dragon is going to give that power to the beast so that men say who is able to make war with him. Oh. So he had it back here, in my opinion. For thou said in thine heart, verse 13, I will ascend into heaven. I will exalt my throne above the stars of God. I will sit also upon the mount of the congregation in the sides of the north. I will ascend above the heights of the clouds. I will be like the most high. He's not talking about the clouds in the atmosphere. He's talking about the clouds of God's glory. Mm -hmm. Now, I believe Lucifer is Satan. He's yeah. the dragon. There's some yeah. that argue differently, but I believe that's exactly who this is, the anointed cherub. And he led an insurrection against God. He wants to be like God. 
So it would make sense he would know or have access to the advanced technology of God's angels. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, he couldn't have attacked, right? Yeah, exactly. We need to consider that imagery in Scripture may be more than what it appears. Hmm. Okay. And we talked about this a little bit when we discussed things like chariots of fire. As a reminder to our audience, let's go to 2 Kings chapter 2. 2 and Kings after... After 1 Kings, <laughs> if that helps. No, that didn't help. <laughs> I was going to ask you if it's after Samuel. It is after Samuel. Okay. Yeah, it's after Samuel. You got First and Second Kings and First and Second Chronicles. So Second Kings would be after the book of Samuel. We want chapter two, verse eleven, and it came to pass as they stood and went on, and the, they is Elisha and Elijah, okay, the two prophets, Elijah. Uh, they came to pass as they still went on and talked that behold there appeared a chariot of fire and horses of fire, hmm. and parted them both asunder, Elijah from Elisha, and Elijah went up by a whirlwind into heaven. He was taken to heaven before the eyes of Elisha in a whirlwind accompanied by a chariot and horses of fire. Now, either that's literal and angels ride chariots that are made of fire and horses made of fire and a whirlwind took him, or it's symbolic language describing advanced technology in the only terms that a prophet of that century could possibly use. Yeah. Because it's written from his perspective. Yeah. And so... It's possible that this is literal in every sense of the word and that God has these flaming horses and chariots, but it's also possible that this is an ancient prophet's description of advanced technology, mm-hmm. perhaps what we call a UFO, yeah. with some form of a tractor beam or transporter technology, the whirlwind, that caught hmm. up and drew Elijah into a craft and possibly the same power that's going to cause us to go up in the rapture. Oh, wow. How do we know that, that we're not going up in a transporter? Yeah, I always just imagine we all just like... We're gone, but well, I never thought we were going up in, into some craft or something. Yeah, I never thought not? that far into it. Yeah. Well, you've already presented the idea that when we disappear, the world's going to say, oh, the mothership took them. Well, yeah. maybe they did, but it's God's mothership. Yeah. You know, the, the city, New Jerusalem, which wow. Paul said is the mother of us all. Hmm. <laughs> right? It's getting deep, man. Yeah. <laughs> So there's really no reason to dismiss one view over the other. Mm-hmm. You know, they could, they could, they, one may be right and one may be wrong, but we don't know for sure. So we can, we can allow for the possibility that the chariots of fire are advanced angelic technology. Technology, And if we go to Ezekiel chapter 1, and we've discussed this in a lot of detail, so we're just perusing it. We're just glancing okay. at it. But in chapter 1, verse 1, for the context, now it t- came to pass in the 30th year in the fourth month, in the fifth day of the month, I was among the captives by the river of Kibar, that the heavens were opened, and I saw visions of God. So signs and wonders. Mm-hmm. All right. So what does he see? An eclipse, an astronomical event, or does he see a wonder? All right. Hmm. And look what he describes that he saw in verse 4. I looked and behold a whirlwind. There it is again. Wow. Okay. Came out of the north, a great cloud and a fire enfolding itself, and a brightness was about it. And out of the midst thereof was the color of amber, out of the midst of the fire. I think he's describing a beam of light of some kind. Mm-hmm. Like like we're talking about a tra- 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 tractor beam, a yeah. transporter beam, uh, something. And uh, Or maybe it's just a portal opened in this case, because he's about to see some living creatures. Verse 5, also out of the midst thereof came the likeness of four living creatures. And this was their appearance. They had the likeness of a man. And he goes on to describe them, and I'm not mm-hmm. going to get into all the details. 
uh, about it, but it, it shows cherubs. And Lucifer was a cherub, the yeah. king of Tyrus in yeah. Ezekiel 28. Uh, he, they, he mentions him later. Uh, look in verse 13. As for the likeness of the living creatures, their appearance was like burning coals of fire. It's like they glow. They're bright. And like the appearance of lamps, it went up and down among the living creatures, and the fire was bright, and out of the fire went forth lightning. So like you see, energy flashing, yeah. you know. And the living creatures ran and returned as the appearance of a flash of lightning. Isn't that what UFOs do? Just like, shooting around everywhere. Yeah. yeah. So you know, With G-force that would kill a person unless there's some form of an anti-gravitational field uh, around it. Look in verse 15. Now as I beheld the living creatures, behold one wheel upon the earth by the living creatures with his four faces. The appearance of the wheels and their work was like unto the color of beryl. And the four had one likeness, and their appearance and their work was as it were a wheel in the middle of a wheel. I mean, we're looking at a, a UFO here, a saucer to me. Uh, and, mm -hmm. and he says, uh, <laughs> verse 17, when they went, they went upon their four sides, and they turned not when they went. So if you take a wheel, so what, what other saucer-shaped, circular-shaped devices for transportation would Ezekiel have even a concept of? It would be a wheel. A chariot. A there. chariot wheel, yeah. yeah. And if it went on its side, instead of rolling like this, as a wheel would do, it's like this. Yeah. Now you're looking at a flying disc. But he's saying a wheel within a wheel. So yeah. I almost look at it like you, you've got a, a ring or, and then another one going this way and they're spinning. Or what about two or, concentric rings or, going Yeah, that's another one. You have a disc, right? And then you can see another one inside of it and maybe yeah. maybe those are lights like what like the lights on the outside rotating in one yeah. direction and this and the the disc itself rotating in another or something that's what i see a wheel within a wheel not necessarily yeah. a wheel turning one way and a wheel yeah. turning another but both on the same level mm -hmm. same plane but we don't know for sure now look in verse 22 And the likeness of the firmament upon the heads of the living creature was as the color of the terrible crystal stretched forth over their heads above. And under the firmament were their wings straight, the one toward the other. So they have wings. Uh, verse 24. And when they went, I heard the noise of their wings, like the vo noise of great waters, as the voice of the Almighty, the voice of speech, as the noise of an host. When they stood, they let down their wings. And there was a voice from the firmament that was over their heads when they stood and had let down their wings. And above the firmament that was over their heads was the likeness of a throne, as the appearance of a sapphire stone. And upon the likeness of the throne was the likeness as the appearance of a man above upon it. And as I saw in the color of amber, uh, as and I saw as the color of amber, as the appearance of fire round about within it, from the appearance of his loins even upward, and from the appearance of his loins even downward, I saw as it were the appearance of fire, and it had brightness round about it, and the appearance of the bow that is in the cloud in the day of rain, rainbow. So was the appearance of the brightness round about it. This was the appearance of the likeness of the glory of the Lord. And when I saw it, it fell upon my face. He finally, Ezekiel describes what I can only surmise as like the mobile throne room of God. Hmm. It's the same thing that John describes when he carried up to heaven. But this looks like it came down through a portal to Ezekiel on the earth. Wow. So God maybe has, again, maybe we are thinking of something like a mothership. Yeah. We see his throne in the city, New Jerusalem, in the end of the Bible. Yeah, yeah. Maybe we see it coming down in a vision. <clears throat> now, that one is described as a cube. 
Mm -hmm. though, right? And this one is described as being round in shape. Well, a circle, the, a wheel within a wheel. The wheels are not the, the firmament. Those are two different things. Okay. And uh, we don't know that the city is described as a cube. It could be a pyramid. Oh, really? I yeah. didn't realize that. Yeah, because it measures the depth and the breadth and the height of the same. Yeah. But that, oh, yeah. that could be three measures rather than four, you know. Yeah. So it could be a cube, hmm. but it could be. Okay. But yeah, I, I think what you're looking at, he doesn't describe the shape of the throne room. He just says there's the firmament above the wheels. Okay. So it's almost as though the craft are bringing down the portal that allows Ezekiel to see God's throne room, or the, the throne room itself is coming down. It could be mobile. Hmm. Either the four wheels of the living creature open this portal into the third heaven, or God himself comes down somehow using the wheels and the advanced technology to manifest his throne to the prophet Ezekiel. If God's cherubs had access to this technology, is it a fair stretch to say that some of, some of the fallen angels had it too? In particular, sure. the anointed cherub yeah. that rebelled. So could it not be that the signs and wonders are this advanced technology? Go to Zechariah chapter 5. I contend that they do have it, the technology, and I contend they're going to use it for evil, nefarious purposes to deceive mankind. And I think, in my humble opinion, that's what Zechariah chapter 5 is talking about. Okay. We've talked about this in the past. And I say we, we talked about Bible mysteries. I think it was with Zena when we covered this before. Okay. So uh, you get to go over it with me. <laughs> so Zechariah chapter 5, verse 1. Then I turned and lifted up mine eyes and looked, and behold, a flying roll. Mm -hmm. And don't think of a dinner roll. That's my first instinct. You know, we think from a Western perspective. <laughs> so I yeah. think crescent roll or something. <laughs> but uh, the roll is a book. It's like a scroll. It right? is a scroll, yeah. Okay, yeah. So they called him roll. They rolled yeah. him up. Okay. Right? And he said unto me, What seest thou? And I answered, I see a flying roll. The length thereof is 20 cubits, and the breadth thereof 10 cubits. That's a pretty good size. I mean, that's bigger than what anything. What is that? T 20 cubits, that's like 60 feet? Yeah, so a cubit is 18 inches from tip of the okay. finger to the elbow. Roughly so that would 18 be, inches. Um, terrible at math. That's well, like let's say 2 40. cubits is 3 yeah. feet. Okay. So if 2 cubits is 3 feet, then we can divide 6 into, what did he say, 20? 20. Yeah. So we're, we're talking about... Um, <laughs> uh, what is that? Six Twenty and, something. Yeah, it's going to go like roughly uh, three times. So it's um, no, I'm I'm doing the math wrong. I'm terrible at math. Uh, it's it's like thirty five. It's feet. like thirty something feet. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and and when you think of it, it's probably my guess, uh, the tic tac shaped craft. Yeah. I I would guess yeah because it's not like a flat tic tac. It's yeah. like a round. Yeah, that's what this sounds cylindrical. More like. Yeah. yeah. Okay, so I think that's what they saw on the Nimitz uh, in, mm -hmm. in 2016 or whatever it was, 2012, I forget the year. Then said he unto me, this is the curse that goeth forth over the face of the whole earth. For everyone that stealeth shall be cut off as on this side according to it, and everyone that sweareth shall be cut off on that side according to it. I will bring it forth, saith the Lord of hosts, and it shall enter into the house of the thief and into the house of him that sweareth falsely by my name. And it shall remain in the midst of his house and shall consume it with the timber thereof and the stones thereof. The curse is what enters in. It's almost as if these craft are going to appear and they have some power to project some killing force, some curse yeah. that uh, uh, uses to, to cut off those who steal and those who swear falsely, you know, you know liars and thieves or something. Hmm. And I think he's going to allow it to be used by 
And then the what, dragon. What is the house? It'll enter into the house of him that sweareth falsely. So is where that you a, live? Is that another ship? No, it's where you live. Hmm. The house of him that sweareth falsely. I, it could be something else, but I think it's just it, it's hmm. going to okay. it's going to be a curse that goes over the face of the whole earth. So it's going to be like it's going to be one of the things that thins out the population. It's going to punish men. Yeah, I think it's going to be advanced technology. So um, it's connected to a curse in the way it appears to be punishing those who steal and lie. God brings brings it forth. But could it be tied to the fallen angels? Is he going to allow it? When he says he brings it forth, he allows them Hmm. to do what they're doing. Okay. Uh, I think it's part of the advanced technology that the Antichrist is going to wield such that men say who is able to make war with him. Can you imagine having that kind of power? And then look in verse 5. There's another craft. Then the angel that talked with me went forth and said unto me, Lift up now thine eyes and see what is this that goeth forth. And he said, What is it? And I said, What is it? And he said, This is an ephah that goeth forth. He said, Moreover, this is their resemblance through all the earth. Now, ephah is a unit of measure. Okay. But it's also the container that holds it. It can be used to describe it, like we say a cup. Mm-hmm. The word cup is a perfect example. It's yeah. a unit of measure, and it's also a vessel. Okay. The afah was a vessel, too, and, and a certain amount. It's like a bushel, isn't it? I'm not a sure basket? how much, yeah. yeah. But okay. I think it's a, it's shaped like what we would call a flying saucer. Okay. It's got this flat, round appearance. Hmm. And he says, um, this is their resemblance through all the earth. So there's many of them. Hmm. And behold, verse 7, there was lifted up a talent of lead, and a talent is also a unit of measure. Uh, and this is a woman that sitteth in the midst of the ephah. And he said, this is wickedness. And he cast it into the midst of the ephah, and he cast the weight of lead upon the mouth thereof. Almost as if he lifted up a, an opening and cast something in, a woman, and, yeah. and closed the lid thereof. Then uh, verse um, 9, then I lifted up mine eyes and looked, and behold, there came out two women, and the wind was in their wings, for they had wings like the wings of a stork. And they lifted up the ephah between the earth and the heaven. These appear to be some form of fem- female angelic fallen yeah. creatures. Uh, then I said to the angel what that talked with me, whither do these bear the ephah? And he said unto me, to build it an house in the land of Shinar, and it shall be established and set there upon her own base. The land of Shinar is Babylon. Hmm. Shinar is literally Babel. Okay. In Hebrew. So next we see the Sephah that appears to be up in the sky as well. Mm-hmm. So it's flying. We described it's a unit of measure and the container that's shaped like the classic UFO saucer. So it's another possible description of a UFO. There's multiple of, of them so throughout all the earth. So they're connected to wickedness, and they seem to have a base in Babylon, in Babylon Shinar. Yeah. Is it possible the false prophet makes his headquarters there? Hmm. controlling the earth with advanced flying craft, showing signs and wonders in the heaven. So where would Babylon be modern day? Would that be... I've heard all kinds of stuff. Is that Iraq? Iran? Yeah, it's in Iraq. It's in Iraq today. Okay, okay. Now, we're going to get into an episode about Jerusalem and Babylon, and we're going to see that there's a spiritual name of Jerusalem that is Babylon. Mystery Babylon, the mother of harlots, I mm-hmm. believe, is apostate Jerusalem. So it's possible the Antichrist sets up his throne there because he does set an image in the temple. Okay. But it's also possible he could be reigning from another city, too. 
and maybe he rebuilds the ancient temple of Babylon. Yeah. You know, maybe there's something to that. Now go to Isaiah 24. Zechariah, we just read, speaks of a curse that appears to be connected to signs in the heavens. Whether these are UFOs or something else, but I think it could be UFOs. Isaiah mentions a curse. Okay. Now let's look at that curse. Look in verse 4, Isaiah 24, verse 4. And we can see in the context, it's the time of tribulation, the time in which all these things are going to be occurring. The earth mourneth and fadeth away. The world languisheth and fadeth away. The haughty people of the earth do languish. The earth also is defiled under the inhabitants thereof. That's happening now. Mm-hmm. Because they've transgressed the laws. Remember I talked about that you know, transgenderism is transgressive. Yeah. By the way, there's something to that when you think about it. What is the symbol of the LGBTQ transgender movement? The rainbow. What is the rainbow actually? It's a sign from God that there would never be another flood. Right. right? And he gave that sign to Noah. Yeah. Immediately after he said something to him. He he said, this is the covenant between us. Yeah. Well, God's covenant was I'll never again destroy the earth with a flood. Yeah. And the rainbow is the seal, is the sign of that, like you said. What was Noah's end of the covenant? I'll give you a hint. Okay. He was given the same admonition, the same command by God that Adam was given. Okay. I don't know. what. Go ye therefore, be, be fruitful, fruitful and multiply, okay. and replenish the earth. Uh-huh. What does LGBTQ do as far as replenishing it's the earth? It's the exact opposite. It's the exact that. opposite. Yeah. They can't. Yeah. They can't replenish the earth. They stole God's symbol of the covenant he made with man for their agenda. Yeah. Isn't that something? Hmm. Because everything about their agenda means no procreation. Yeah. I mean, they can adopt. Sure. But they can't, yeah. if they're, if they're going to be transgendered, they're going to no longer. I mean, I, they're so insane, they think a man can be pregnant. Yeah. Right. But the, the reality is that's not possible. Mm-hmm. So they've co-opted the sign of God's covenant between man to replenish and multiply and mm-hmm. be fruitful with their agenda, which would be impossible to multiply yeah. under there. Unless they're going to enslave all the heterosexual people and put them on breeding farms like livestock so that they can take their children and turn them into their wickedness, yeah. you know. Yeah. Which may be something they're planning. Which is, holy cow. I know. I mean, it, it just it's, makes that's you That's all the, satan- the Satanists that are using, what do they call them, breeders, I think they call them, <laughs> right? So they can produce babies. Yeah. For human sacrifice. Yeah. That's a whole other rabbit hole. Oh, and that's been going on too. But anyway, I got ahead of myself. All right. right, So um, verse five, the earth also is defiled under the inhabitants thereof because they've transgressed the laws, changed the ordinance, broken the everlasting covenant. Hmm. Okay. Therefore hath the curse devoured the earth and they that dwell therein are desolate. Therefore the inhabitants of the earth are burned and few men left. And this is why the wrath of God is coming. Hmm. Okay. Now he called it an everlasting covenant. I, I mentioned Noah. Yeah. Let's go read the actual verse, Genesis nine, and I want to show you something that when I saw this, it blew my mind. I was like, I've read this how many times and I never picked up on it. Okay. Genesis nine verse eight. After the flood yeah. of Noah, 
And God spake unto Noah and to his sons with him, saying, And I will establish my covenant with you and with your seed after you. A covenant is a two-part contract. Yeah. And with every living creature that is with you. So he said, with you and the seed after you. So it would have to be all of humanity. Mm-hmm. And with every living creature that is with you, of the fowl, of the cattle, of every beast of the earth with you, from all that go out of the ark to every beast of the earth. Now that, again, might explain why animals are being genetically changed. Oh, yeah. Because the the covenant was with the animals as they existed, not genetically well, modified. I just saw in the news today that they are saying they can make synthetic animal meat now. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I'm telling you. What? Verse 11. And I will establish my covenant with you. Neither shall all flesh be cut off any more by the waters of a flood. Neither shall there any more be a flood to destroy the earth. And by the way, that's going to come up in another episode we're going to do where there are people claiming another flood is coming. Yeah. And uh, I've got Bible evidence to show you why that can't happen. Okay. Okay. Verse 12, and God said, this is the token of the covenant which I make between me and you and every living creature that is with you for perpetual, forever, Mm -hmm. generations. I do set my bow in the cloud. That's what we were talking about. The symbol of the LGBTQ2 was co-opted. And it shall be for a token of a covenant between me and the earth. And it shall come to pass when I bring a cloud over the earth that the bow shall be seen in the cloud. And I will remember my covenant which is between me and you and every living creature of all flesh. Uh, And... The water shall no more become a flood to destroy all flesh. And the bow shall be in the cloud. I will look upon it that I may remember what? The everlasting covenant Mm -hmm. between God and every living creature of all flesh that is upon the earth. You know what the straw is that's breaking the camel's back right now? Is breaking this covenant. The fire, the the reason the wrath of God is coming and men are going to be burned is because right now all of this transgender stuff is the final straw to break this covenant. Yeah. The everlasting covenant, which is be fruitful and multiply. It combines with AI and genetic manipulation Mm -hmm. so that humans won't be human anymore. Uh, When you talk about their agenda, they can't procreate. And everything about what they believe in defies the ordinance of God. Yeah. Man with man cannot have a child. A woman with a woman cannot have a child. Humans that alter their sex cannot have children. No matter what the media is lying to you about. Well, and God says, I'll never destroy the earth with with water again. That's the covenant. But what's the message that they run around and say? All the the oceans are rising, right? Uh, New York City's going to be underwater (laughs) in 10 years, right? Excellent point. Well, he's just right here. He's saying, I won't won't do that. That's my covenant to you. And they're running around saying, global warming. We've got to stop it. We've got to stop it. And isn't it funny? It's a new religion, by the way. They're saying it's global warming. It is a religion. And it's going to cause the earth to flood. Well, it's funny. They're saying global warming because God's wrath is not going to involve water. It's going to involve what? Fire, yeah. Yeah. Wow. So, yeah. Hmm. So it's amazing to me when you think about it, all of this. You know, why did God flood the world of Noah to begin with? You remember. Well, he's wiping out all the genetically mutated people. Right. Because all flesh had corrupted his way. All flesh, all animals too. Including the Nephilim hybrids. It was genetic manipulation, just like you said. Changing the ordinance to be fruitful and multiply that he gave to Adam. It's taken all this time to change it again from Noah. Mm-hmm. Breaking the everlasting covenant. That what you're seeing in the LGBTQ. People think, oh, they have their rights. They deserve their rights. No, it's not about their rights. That's not what they want. It's just like they said in that uh, uh, parade or whatever. Yeah. We're coming after your children. Yeah. I'm telling you, this is it. The everlasting covenant. Well, and it's starting to infiltrate the church, too. Yeah, it, it is. The church is allowing it. Yeah. So to wrap this up, go hmm. to Matthew 24. 
So here, just here's the coming wrath. So what we're talking about, lying wonders. Well, uh, the the signs that will appear in heaven are going to be lying wonders. I think it's going to be associated with so-called alien technology, okay. which is angel, fallen angel technology. Yeah. In Matthew 24, verse 29, immediately after the tribulation of those days, here's more signs and wonders. Shall the sun be darkened and the moon shall not give her light. So when we talk about the darkening of the sun, I think it's after, after all the other things, yeah. after the wrath of God. After the tribulation, and the moon shall not give her light. And the stars shall fall from heaven, and the powers of the heavens shall be shaken. And stars falling from heaven, I think, is a reference to fallen angels being defeated. There's going to be a battle, John. Hmm. We know the angels of God and the angels of the dragon are going to engage. Well, that battle is not going to be angels fighting with swords. Yeah. It's going to be crafts. crafts. Yeah. And there's going to be bloodshed. Who says an angel can't bleed? Yeah. How do we know? Not me. (laughs) Yeah. I've never heard of it. We're going to talk about the moon next week. Yeah. The mystery of the moon. How do we know there aren't bases there? Fallen angels. And how do we know the moon turning to blood isn't because it's stained with the blood of angels destroyed? Isn't that wild to think about? We're going to dig into that. That's a major battle. Verse 30. And then shall appear the sign of the Son of Man in heaven. And then shall all the tribes of the earth mourn. And they shall see the Son of Man coming in the clouds of heaven with power and great glory. So it's possible that fallen satanic angels disguised as aliens will be under the control of the beast because mm-hmm. the dragon gives him his authority yeah. to accomplish the dragon's will until the Lord casts them down to the earth. Jesus Christ then returns to destroy the beast, the false prophet, their armies, and will bind Satan for a thousand years. We're going to get into that in more detail when we talk about the, the thousand years. Messiah. Yeah, the millennial reign of Christ. Okay. If the U.S. government is about to disclose the presence of extraterrestrial beings so that the final stage can be set for the coming of the Antichrist, then all this is going to start making sense. Mm -hmm. Is the strong delusion about to be sent by God? And it's going to involve these flying phenomenon. Hmm. Can the rapture be getting nearer? I believe that it is. Do we have much time left before the appearance of the man of sin? Do you know you have a Savior? That's my question to you that are listening today. Believe on the Lord Jesus Christ and be saved now. We don't know how much time we have left. To me, we've broken the everlasting covenant. It's becoming more evident every day. It's coinciding this trans agenda, LGBTQT, whatever, mm-hmm. AI, yeah. genetic manipulation, is all coinciding with more disclosure, more Appearances, more sightings, more crop circles, more UFOs, more encounters of alien beings, so to speak. I think it's all connected. And they're just normalizing it all. We're going to start seeing UFOs every every other week in the news pretty soon. Or ignoring it. They're either normalizing it or ignoring it. Yeah. And, uh, and, And basically, through all of it, vilifying the ones who are trying to warn about it. Yeah. Vilifying Christianity by calling us racist. Which goes back to being a martyr, right? White supremacy. Yeah, yeah, Hmm. exactly. And the church needs to wake up because if we keep focusing on how comfortable we can be in our church with our praise and worship service and Mm -hmm. our 401ks, you know, and all that stuff, and we're not out there serving the Lord, then he's done 
with us. We're not any useful. So then essentially we've become the church in Revelation. What's it called again? The Laodiceans. The Laodiceans. Yeah, yeah. We are. I think we are. And pretty soon I'm going to be on another program where we're going to talk about that in detail. Awesome. So yeah, somebody else's show, but I'll let you know. And John, thank you. Yeah, that was a great podcaster. Praise a lot of info in there. Praise I must have listened to it about five times. <laughs> well, it's a lot to cover. We thank you all for listening today and uh, hope that you will join us next time. We're going to talk about the mystery of the moon. Mm, okay. Yeah. And so till then, look up for our redemption draws nigh. Thank you for listening. If you like what you heard, please consider subscribing to our premium ad-free content at BibleMysteriesPodcast.com. 